Welcome to Trivially Crucial, where we believe every absent-minded wizard, blundering every man, would-be oppressor, and magical creature is important and critical to our lives, no matter how uh, what unimportant was the a story there you may go. seem. Story may seem. I totally messed I'm it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, it's some my transparency fault. to I our listeners. I didn't write it out. <laughs> <laughs> Mandy expected better of me, and I and I fell apart. And we're gonna let you all hear that anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I'm Michael. <laughs> and I'm Mandy. And today we're talking about Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, the first part in a multi-part edition to the Harry Potter universe, pre-Harry Potter. Um, not on our podcast. This is not the first part to a multi-part Harry Potter discussion on our podcast. It's the right. First, <laughs> first part in a movie series, which is, is it a trilogy saying, right now? Uh, it's, a, it's five movies, last I heard. Five? I'm just saying that people could easily, because knowing us, we probably could have turned this movie into a five-part podcast. Oh, but... no, please don't say that, because that, that makes us into, um, what's his name, uh, of Lord of the Rings fame? What's the guy who makes the movies? Uh, Peter uh, Jackson. Peter Jackson, who totally, like, you know, it was perfectly appropriate for us to talk about the main Harry Potter series and three podcast episodes, just like it was totally po- uh, appropriate for there to be three Lord of the Rings movies. And it would be totally inappropriate to turn, say, The Hobbit into three separate movies. Who would do like that, would... Michael? That obviously didn't happen. <laughs> no. It, that, I don't know what you're would, talking about. That would be silly. Just oh gosh, like it would be silly to turn... we talked about Lord of the Rings on this podcast. But that's besides the point. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, this is a one episode, but it is our second Harry Potter episode of, like, the year and in, like, six months. So that's kind of crazy. That is kind of crazy. Uh, kind of exciting, too. Um, it's been long enough since both you and I have listened, or excuse me, watched this movie where we're not going to do our typical walking through the plot because neither of us remembers it well enough and we don't want to just be reading off the Wikipedia page. <laughs> so uh, we'll just talk about our feelings about the movie and And I have themes. feelings, but when do I not? So, uh, You know what? We're going to talk about my feelings and you'll just keep yours to yourself. No. <laughs> okay. Michael, what, what are your feelings? What, <laughs> no, what? no. <laughs> Why don't we just do first, what is your overall impression of this movie? Overall impression, uh, in broad strokes, is, um, I guess we'll start with very broad critiques. Uh, it feels less rigorous than the Harry Potter series. Um, there are a, thing, a few things that upset me in terms of, that I feel like they don't, they don't quite mesh with the universe. But in general, I was delighted while watching it. And was happy with the experience, even if I have many criticisms. Yeah, I, I'm in the same. I really thought it was a fun ride. I really enjoyed watching it. You know, I really enjoy Harry Potter. You know, obviously, we love Harry Potter here <laughs> at Trivially Crucial. Um, but uh, I have some uh, large critiques uh, that I think are bigger than nitpicks in that they show like a basic misunderstanding of the real world, not even the Harry Potter world. <laughs> uh, yes, and, I agree. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, there's only so far you can bend the United States to fit to this world, right? <laughs> it <laughs> and, is well, uh, well, significantly, the, the limit is significantly less than this movie bends it. Yes. Let's say. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I thought it was a really fun ride while I was watching it and very, you know, for lack of a better word, magical. So, yes. Uh, um, so do we want to start with our favorite things or our least favorite things? Uh, I guess it depends whether we want to end on a low note or not. <laughs> uh, we always... we start... Go ahead. Well, go ahead. No, I, 
I, I was gonna say I feel like we always end up nitpicking afterwards, <laughs> and we always start off with our like big, uh, you know, with the things that make us like. Because I think you and I tend to want to like things, and therefore the things we like yeah. about them tend to come to the forefront more. Um, so so start with nitpicks. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. So let's start with <laughs> nitpicks, and then go to the positive stuff afterwards. All right. Can we talk about the death penalty? <laughs> yes. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> so. Well, this this is bigger than the death penalty, but the death penalty is a, a deep part of this, okay? This is the United States of America, which is founded on the idea that all men are created equal, whether they really believe that because, you know, they actually Slavery. meant men and they only meant white men and maybe <laughs> only property owners. But, you know, uh, specifically, we, we have this belief of freedom, the belief of certain rights, like the Bill of Rights is a thing. And uh, I don't like the idea that the United States has some separate government for magical people. And uh, I feel like instead the reality would be like, I never thought that the minister of magic was the prime minister, but maybe, and maybe that was me misunderstanding, but there's ministers of all these departments in England. Right. So I'm like the prime minister runs the country. The minister of magic is just one of many ministers, but instead we have a separate president and a separate Congress, like a separate Congress. Um, and I'm just like, wouldn't it be more that we just have like a department of magic and there's a secretary of magic and like, okay, whatever. Even if I'm supposed to accept this, clearly wizards have very different moral values and beliefs that are not founded on the constitution. Because when Newt Scamander and, uh, Mary Lou are brought in, uh, to, um, to face their crimes, uh, whatever those are. Uh, and basically, the Graves decides, you, you're a criminal. And then he's like, basically, off with their head. Now, sure, yeah. you can decide that's an appropriate thing as like a cop and you know submit that to our due process, which is part of our Bill of Rights. But the other wizards in the room are just like, okay, right. cool. We, we even know this girl, and we're just going to go kill her. Don't worry, Mary Lou. Uh, you know it's not painful. Yeah, they have no court process at all. It's just nothing. Which when is we weird. were clearly shown in the original Harry Potter that England had a court process for Death Eaters. They gave the Death Eaters a benefit of a jury, you know, yeah. but not Mary Lou, who's a former Aura who got mixed in with Newt Scamander, even if you thought Newt Scamander was a terrorist, right? Wouldn't you give Mary Lou the benefit of a doubt? I'm so confused. Like, why did they reject the Bill of Rights? Why does, you know, even knowing what I know now, that Graves is Grindelwald, right? Mm -hmm. Did he replace those other people with his Death Eaters? Right, because they wouldn't go along with it, right? Like, it it seems like they're just, this is how they do things, which is We just kill people, and I'm just baffled, and I'm sorry. I think I understand what they were going for. Now, to preface this, I agree entirely, so I'm not arguing with you. What I think is the the thought process they went through that just ended up not working was a like starting from a fundamental misunderstanding of the United States. But like, you know. It seems like J.K. Rowling, when she was setting the background for this, is she wanted to operate with the premise that the United States was more segregated than Britain was, which, you know, there's all kinds of reasons you could make that and operate within that. Right. Um. You could talk about the fact that, you know, we had slavery and that we didn't have uh, that it was much longer until we had equal votes and so on and so forth. And you could 
talk whatever you want into into our nature uh as a nation but where it really falls flat is that it you'd still like there's not really any reason to believe that whenever the breakoff happens whenever magical society becomes major enough in the united states where they decide they want to live in parallel that they would then somehow form their own united states of right? magical Within people the like united states like that's a really weird weird thing and that they wouldn't model it after the real ones even if they decided to do it that they wouldn't model it after the nomad uh you know that they United would States. reject the constitution right um it seems a very odd sort of thing um so even if we take the assumption that the united states is you know because because there is that comment where newt's commander comes in and he and he's like what do you know of the united states well i know you have some backwards views on mixing of magical and unmagical people right and and that um, i totally bought because to me that falls under the same thing as like oh so i was of two minds of that actually one okay. i didn't uh, on the one hand i didn't buy it because i feel like there are not enough magical people to actually support magic people only marrying magic people that's in fact why magic people in england marry outside of magic families uh so that was a little but i was like it's america maybe maybe we have a more preponderance of magic Maybe we have a larger magic population. Okay. But on the other hand, I could accept it because this is the same country that didn't make interracial marriage legals into the 1970s. Right. So, um, and, and that's the thing is it could be attitudes towards it more than anything. But also, I mean, you know, you think it's not like he's oblivious to the fact that there are people who don't like uh, muggles and mudbloods and so on in, uh, in the UK, right? Like that sentiment right. obviously exists in the UK. So it's just more of, but it's not accepted, you know? And whereas in the United in uh, seemingly in the United States is like their entire they have some kind of rule set against mixing, um, right? And who knows? Maybe maybe for them it's just they're willing to travel more across the continent and they have multiple different racial groups, so it's not as big a thing. And uh, and we also don't necessarily know. Maybe with more research into stuff that is around on uh, on like the internet and that J.K. Rowling has written, we could we could find out that. It wasn't actually sustained for that long, maybe. But even if we just take that at face value, it still, I don't think, translates reasonably into, hey, we have an entirely different government that does enti- all this stuff completely differently. And, and I um, feel like the, the immediate death penalty was, was almost like, maybe that's how British people think America works. Shoot first, ask questions later. But this isn't 1920s New Mexico, right? This isn't the wild, wild west. This, this is, is New York, New York City. City. <laughs> yeah right like they, they have i mean they have these buildings they have these offices in place like you don't have those offices in place with people who go to their desk jobs if you don't have pro- if you're don't have some kinds of processes and procedures right 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 cool. <laughs> it, it, it was just it was mind-boggling to me that that whole sequence and i just i can't even like that yeah. that pulled me out of the movie so much that i was just like what is happening so that takes me to the next major criticism <laughs> which is just general rule breaking rule breaking on the whole um this movie doesn't really follow many rules that many of which we already have established like <laughs> how magic works for example well, I think it definitely remember when we were talking about Deathly Hollows and we said we didn't know whether this movie would be in book canon or movie canon. Yes. I think it's definitely in movie canon. <laughs> yes, there's no way this fits into book canon. No. Right? Because they like, they use movie magic, right? And movie absolutely. magic does not work 
like book magic. Because in movie magic, you don't need to say spells. You just wave your wand like a crazy person. And now, granted, so I, I'm of two minds of this. A, I think they do it way too much in this, right? But we are confronted at the end of the core Harry Potter series with the idea that, like, hey, Harry, you should know how to cast spells without saying them out loud now. You know, so like that is a skill that you can gain. Um, and it, you know, maybe since this would be the first time where everyone is an adult that like, hey, maybe they all do that. But at the same time, it's really hard to deconstruct a whole lot of what they do into spells at all. Right. Right. Like, like a lot of it is literally wave my wand and 18 different things happen. Um, which if, you know, and again, this is like me kind of taking both sides of this argument, because if you tie into sometimes when you're around just adults in the Harry Potter, uh, world, like you get the impression that some of it works like that, certainly in the movies with the adults, like in the Weasley home and stuff like that, less so in the books, but you get a little bit of a sense of that in the books. Um, it just feels super exaggerated and it feels like if, if wizards are this powerful, they have zero to fear from humans at all, right? Um, you know, I honestly thought uh, that's not related. To, okay, I'm sorry. That's related to the humans versus wizards thing, which I'm sure we'll get to later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what we can transition to now, unless you have more comments about this particular topic. Um, I, I, I don't, but I agree with you. The magic okay. was way... Uh, I also find it hard to believe, but related to this idea of magic and movie magic, this whole idea of the obscurus, mm-hmm. uh, I believe that's something that would exist, and I believe that's something that would exist in America, uh, but I also believe that's something that exists in Great Britain and all over the world, because Great Britain, let's not forget, is the land that originated the Puritans. We may have embraced them here, but uh, the Puritans came from the island of Great Britain. Uh, so we're not the only country that has this history of people who are very, you know, strict. Um, and this hi- idea that when, you know, Newt came and was like there or whoever it was said, there's an obscurial and the president's like, we haven't had one of those here in forever. I'm like, please, please. Right. <laughs> I know how America works. You would have those things all the time. Uh, and then two, the fact that you're just like, they almost tried to act like those things haven't existed in centuries. I'm like, you would have those all the time, all over the world. All it takes, I mean, because basically to me, an obscurious, all, all it takes is basically that it's, it's almost like that kid who's raised in a very traditional religion, almost any of them, uh, that's anti-LGBTQ, right? Who discovers right. they are and then, you know, go through hard times. Like that's any, anyone in that situation in a, in a religion that doesn't allow magic, which once again is like all of them. That's not true, but <laughs> all, all, all of the Abrahamic religions discourage magic, right? Uh, would like press this part of themselves down. This would be happening all over America Certainly. all the time. Like this would be very common. So I'm wondering if, and this was my head because it didn't bother me in the time at the moment. Um, I like this actually didn't occur to me. So it's a neat thought. I'm wondering if maybe like a way to explain it away is sort of the how rare is the intersection of that plus particularly powerful magical talent? I mean, right? all it like, would have like taken was for give... Hermione to be raised in a Puritan family, right? Right. But, like, let's say that only happens every once in a while. Like, oh, well, and, and even that, what, what, if, what if it, they didn't say this, so I'm making excuses or coming up with extra headcanon for it, but... But like, what if it requires a certain degree of magical talent? Like, like we do know so that it's not just a matter. So you can suppress it. 
like if you're if your magic's low enough, you could actually suppress it. Yeah, like maybe it's something maybe. like that. You know, where where it's you can suppress it, and it's only that if your magic level is of sufficient power that it then pops up. Because think about with him, uh, what's the the character's name? Credence. Credence. Uh, like he just blows their minds because it never happens as an adult, right? Right. Like right. since he's what, so, so long. So maybe he's just so so powerful, like that this whole thing, like that it simmers, and his control is powerful, and so on. So that like maybe there are varying degrees of this, and that for a lot of people it just never really mounts. Like it never really shows up, um, or it exhibits itself in ways that don't end up with this. It just exhibits in a person who's just hiding a little thing here and there and has to deal with it, or you know gets burned at the stake because their power <laughs> gets <laughs> does get shown off and they can't explain it. Um, right. So could be. So so I'm willing to give that one a pass because it's at least it is a thing that I can explain away, even if they didn't do the job. Um, All right. Do you have another? Because uh, I, I have did. another, but I want to give you a chance. <laughs> I did, and I lost it. So hopefully it'll come back to me. <laughs> okay. So my other one is Grindelwald, and it's two pronged. Okay. Or possibly three pronged, but uh, I feel like now maybe this this movie's not meant as a standalone, which is fine. But I feel like if you hadn't read the books, you would be confused as to who I'm supposed to think Grindelwald is and what I'm supposed to think about him other than he's bad. Because uh, the movies don't really explain Grindelwald very well. Um, right. Whereas the seventh book spends like a lot of time on him. Plus you have like, uh, you, you know, th- there's a lot of things in the, in the books that expound on who Grindelwald is. And uh, the movies, there was some, like, they used that kind of newspaper effect they used in the fifth Harry Potter movie, right? Which is effective, but it was also confusing, I feel like. Uh, So, that, I think they didn't adequately explain, are we supposed to be afraid of Grindelwald and what he is doing in Europe? Uh, I also think that it makes no sense for Grindelwald to be in America at all. At all. Yeah. Yeah. he, he, even if you think an Obscurious is in America and you want it, wouldn't you just send a minion and you would still be, you know, doing your plans in Europe, which is where your big plans actually are? Unless I misunderstood Grindelwald and he wants to take over the whole world, so America, Europe, what does it matter? Uh, but it seemed to me that his base is, you know, European. Uh, did he? Did we get the impression he wanted to take over versus just start annihilating people, humans? Like, I always got or, the impression that Grindelwald was supposed to be Hitler. Um, so I always thought Grindelwald was supposed to be like, uh, against like, instead of Jewish people, right. It was supposed to be like human. So I guess my, my impression was always more that it was less that, you know, cause in in context of Hitler, Jews were more of a, someone to cast the blame on. Yeah. Scapegoat. Whereas in my mind, Grindelwald was more, had more actual hatred for, for non- you know, for muggles. could be so he's he's even worse hitler uh right sure uh and <laughs> uh, that he believes his own propaganda uh right. w- but it was just very confusing to me and then my third part is i hate the casting of johnny depp as grindelwald like really I hate it so much uh i really wish colin farrell was grindelwald i loved colin farrell as graves i thought he did a fantastic job i thought he was very like wait, is he actually, like, at the beginning, I was like, I'm pretty sure according to the trailers, he's supposed to be a bad guy. But at the beginning, I was like, wait, is he just a, is he a bad guy or is he just an antagonist because he stands in the way of, you know, uh, what Newt right. wants because he's, like, government, right? 
Uh, and I really, I really enjoyed his performance, his acting. I think Colin Farrell is great. I think Johnny Depp is too Johnny Depp. You look at Johnny Depp and your first thought is not that's Grindelwald. It's that's Johnny Depp. I, I guess I can see that some is because Johnny Depp, he has this sort of, he's even when he's sinister. Old. Well, is he? Yeah, I guess he is. Yeah, because uh, I, I looked this up after the movie because I was angry. <laughs> uh, Dumbledore is supposed to be born in like 1890, and this is like 1926, so he should be around 30. Uh, and Grindelwald should be of age with Dumbledore. Right. Uh, and Johnny Depp is like 50. Um, yeah, I, I guess in that mind... <sighs> Johnny Depp doesn't feel as sinister, like as calculatingly sinister. Yeah, he feels more goofy. And you know what? They could change that. Maybe they could do a job of selling us on him later. Um, I am totally with you. They did not sell us on Grindelwald himself in this. So I, you know, you and I, we have our back knowledge of Grindelwald. Right. But they didn't build that up. Like, I feel like someone going into this from the movies would be like, okay, so Grindelwald's a guy that they don't like. But right, like my parents, it. I saw this with my parents, and they've never read the books, but they've seen all the movies, and they were kind of just like, who's Grindelwald again? Like, yeah. why am I supposed to care that this was like a big reveal at the end? When I feel like anyone who read the movie, or, uh, read the books would know, right? You know, right. you would know, and it would feel like a big deal. Um, yeah, so that's, that is interesting. Um, so the, that was multiple, multi-pronged. Um, yeah, I guess, so I agree with you on both. I, I don't care as much as you do about the Johnny Depp thing, but yeah, I, I, they could do that better. Giving him to someone else would have been better. Um, and even just having him change into somebody, what's anyone else looked like, just not Johnny Depp, because I understand them wanting to change his appearance because, you know, they have pictures, so they know what Grindelwald looks like. Um, but I don't know. Johnny Depp's a little weird. Uh, and they could have done some, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say, they could have built up they could have spent time even priming us for it by putting Johnny Depp's picture in magical places to show us, like, to be like, okay, it's not going to be a surprise. We know that that's right. Who Instead, Grindelwald it's like, like they were trying to hide the casting, right? Because right. they didn't, which they did, because I didn't know. Pictures of Grindel- I knew going in that Johnny Depp was in it. That's all I knew. I uh, didn't know at all. So I, I knew he had a cameo, uh, but that could have been anything. That could have been could have been Dumbledore, right? He could have been anyone, right? <laughs> Because uh, Dumbledore is mentioned in this movie, but uh, it's not in it. Uh, yeah, pictures would have helped, like setting it up. Like the if people in America were actually more scared of Grindelwald, you know. Uh, right. But I feel like I also feel like it'd be really hard to arrest Grindelwald in America. Like, think about Hitler before World War II. Hitler had a lot of support in America. Um, America is a very diverse place with diverse beliefs, and it's not like everyone knew all the terrible things Hitler was actually doing, right? So if Grindelwald's doing all these terrible things in Europe, we may not even know about it. And there, and considering how how anti-human the wizards in America are, like, would they actually be opposed to Grindelwald, or are they just arresting him because he was impersonating their head horror, you know? Oh, so, so that's another thing that, even though it doesn't make context in the story of for Grindelwald to actually be in America... I could see them making, and again, they didn't make, they didn't do the work to earn this, but I could see them making the case that, hey, he feels like he could garner a lot of support in America. And right, that could I help could his buy cause. that. But they didn't make the case, you know? Right. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So, I, yeah, I guess I agree. In general, they did not handle Grendelwald well. Um, 
which is interesting because of course that has to be part of the storyline for the next you know for the upcoming movies right he's obviously gonna be a character right <laughs> right um so uh i don't remember what the other nitpick or negative thing i had was the other major one so we can just skip whatever else it was um do you have any other major problems i don't have anything else major no Cool. Well, I guess we can get into things we like. Good things! <laughs> Which is a lot of it. I like the movie. Um, I guess I can start. I like the acting a lot. Um, yeah. People made me happy on screen a lot. <laughs> Eddie Redmayne as Newt was just like, I loved, he was just so awkward in ways that made me happy. You know, when I saw the trailers, I, w I was afraid he was going to mumble too much because I had a hard time following what he was saying in the trailers, just, just the way they were cut together and stuff. But I did not have that problem in the movie, so. I just, I liked him. I liked how much difficulty he had making eye contact with people in general. <laughs> Even when he had nothing to hide, but most of the time he did. <laughs> uh, he just couldn't make eye contact with people. And I think that was delightful. Uh, like, I, I just, I know people like that. I mean, heck, I tend to not be super awkward, although sometimes I am. But even sometimes I just can't look at people for no particular reason. I, I just need to look off at the space next to them. You know, yeah. and uh, and it just I really, really like that a lot. Um, I really like the Newt casting as a character. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like him a lot. I like how his. His whole, you know, when you first are confronted with him and he's like smuggling people in or smuggling these creatures in animals. In, yeah. Yeah. An animals in you're, you're like, oh, no. Well, what is the negative to this? Right. And it turns out that, no, he's not like. He's not trying to do something that's wrong. Like, he's really just an environmentalist who's trying to help yeah. these animals survive, <laughs> which is really cool. I really um, kind of like the implication that he has a brother who's a war hero. Yeah. Uh, and he's like the other brother. Yeah. Which, of course, in the long run, who are we going to remember? You know, yeah. and we, who's we know the that one every they single... teach about in Hogwarts. Exactly. Who's the one who they use a book that he wrote to, yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, and, and it's it's fascinating, too, to see that he is basically the forefront of, which totally makes sense in context of this universe. It's one of the things that fits most. He's at the forefront. Like, he's sitting here explaining, he's like, no, none of these people understand these creatures. Like, right. you don't need to kill them. We can live with them and, you know, benefit from them and they can benefit from us. And it's just like, oh, none of them get this because it's something we take for granted in, uh, you know, in the later Harry Potter series. Like, yeah, Hagrid is just like crazy about these animals but everybody else understands and respects the animals more or less too i mean you have a few weird know. people who don't. i mean i i feel like dragons have pretty much been driven out of the united kingdom like i i feel like the magical world suffers from the same thing the real world suffers from which is it's scary it, it, it might kill me so i'm gonna kill it first well and i think one of the things that did this the reasons it did the, a good job for me is it, it feels like it reflects the changes that we've had in the real world both where we have changed well and where we still have not sufficiently uh, in the way that the magical one did too. Cause like the magical world in the later in the Harry Potter books, it feels like ours and that like some people care a lot, some people don't care enough, but like, Hey, at least in the general conversation, there's an acknowledgement like, yeah, this is a thing that matters, you know? Um, where Malfoy like when they talk about accepting. what Malfoy is accepting. Right, right. Like it's, it's an oddity when you find people who, who think that it should be totally disregarded or are, uh, or just like completely, completely have a, a just a, a completely downward cast on any creatures. And it's kind of like that way in our real world too, right? Like 
how many people are you going to ask who think that like animal lives don't matter at all right like not not people not many people are going to like the way that the real world view on animals and their survivability and how we deal with endangered species has changed drastically from the early 1900s to now. And it feels like it has in this world too. And I think that's pretty cool. Like seeing it like Newt being on the forefront of that. Uh, not to say it's solved, you know, we, in the real world, we still have animals going extinct and so on. And it does feel like that to to what your point was with the dragons and so on, like totally a point. But you also have people like, uh, was it Bill? Uh, Bill Weasley? Who worked with the, or was it Charlie? Which one was the one who was doing working with dragons? Charlie. Bill worked for Gringotts. Right. So I was just looking at the Wikipedia, and I was uh-huh. earlier calling the, uh, the female wizard Mary Lou. That's wrong. That's not her name. It's Tina. I apologize to everyone. <laughs> which, one Mary, which one was Mary, Mary Lou? Mary Lou is the head of the Salem Philanthropic Society. Oh. Very different uh, characters. Very um, different characters. My apologies, but you guys knew what I meant. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So uh, the other thing I really loved about this movie was the twist, not the Grindelwald twist, because you already know how I feel about that. But yes. the Credence versus his sister twist. Like, yes. I did not see that coming. <laughs> I did not like, either. Credence was creepy, but I figured that's just because he was in a creepy family. Right? Like, <laughs> and I, it was clearly trying, the movie was trying to make you believe it was the little girl, but everything supported it was the little girl. And then well, suddenly Well, they did a really good job. They did yeah. a good job of selling us on the fact that, like, hey, as far as everybody knows, you die young when this yeah. happens, right? And I think that was great. Um, yeah. That, I, I was so shocked when Credence attacked Graves. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> So I, I really enjoyed that in this movie. And, you know, that's kind of it kind of brought back that that Harry Potter feeling of when I was little and reading Harry Potter. Right. And like, yeah, things were shocking that happened in the book. I didn't see them coming. And, you know, now, of course, with Harry Potter, I don't I don't have that because we've read it a million times. And I didn't get <laughs> that with um, uh, the play we read. Uh, I, I didn't feel like there were any shocking twists in it. Uh, but other than, you know things that were horribly wrong but uh <laughs> uh in this i was like oh this is this is like those twists i never saw coming as a kid you know where like yeah. you you think you think snape is voldemort but it's quirrell right yeah uh and there's also just one of the i guess that goes into other things is like the general sense of discovery in yeah. this movie it feels like the first time you're going through harry potter is we are learning tons of things about the magical world that we did not know um it's just, it's new, right? It's new and fresh feeling. Um, I really love the creatures in general, like, just yeah. as a whole. I love the suitcase. How, yes, the suitcase, the fact that he just, he has basically this zoo with magically constructed areas that are perfect for each of these creatures. You know, um, what that says about his character, but also just the way that's constructed out of magic. It's like, oh, that makes total sense. Because for a while, I was thinking about it as a uh, Mary Poppins type thing. Right. But in hindsight, no, that doesn't make any sense. Of course it would have this whole like world inside of it, you know? Um, yeah, I, I, I actually really like the uh, annoying badger thing that likes shiny stuff. Oh, I love um, it. I want one. I, I, I loved him. He was delightful. And like there was that this moment, too, when he's inside the uh, safe at the bank, <laughs> and he just like looks at Newt, 
and he's like, and Newt's watching him. He's like, yep, I'm doing this. And he just keeps doing what he's doing with eye contact to Newt. And it's just like this knowledge is like, this is an intelligent creature who's totally aware of what he's doing, you know? Uh, and it's just so much fun. There's so much personality. Speaking of the case, I really loved how long they drew out the case swap. Cause as soon as you saw that Jacob had the same case as Newt, you're like, those cases are going to be swapped, right? Uh huh. So when Jacob went to open his case for the bank guy, I really thought it was going to be animals. Me and too. And it too. was full of baked goods. And it wasn't until they take the case to the magic place and then open it and then it's full of baked goods. <laughs> yeah. And by then I've forgotten about the swap. Like by then I was like, uh, like once I was like, oh, it didn't happen. And then I just forget about the suitcases. Right. Until he's about to open it up again. I was like, oh, there you go. <laughs> right. Like you expected that swap to happen immediately. And the fact that it didn't, I just looked like, I was like, well played. Like, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Very well done. Um, I did remember of which, one of the one of oh, my nitpicks. No, well, I, I remember one of my criticisms, but it's too late now. It's going to come back later. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so Jacob, I loved him. Uh, yeah, he's kind of stereotypical. I feel like, you know, New Yorker, the view of the average, you know, American everyman. Uh, but I still loved him. The fact that he wants to open a bakery, uh, you know, just how excited he was about like magic uh, and uh, how everyone immediately likes him. But it takes him a while to realize everyone doesn't immediately like Newt. Right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that he's Newt's only friend. Because <laughs> uh, that's just not the kind of world. I mean, he's just not that kind of person. Right. Newt's like us. Right. He's the awkward engineer. And Jacob is like the personable baker. Uh, so I, I really liked him and, uh, and Queenie. Uh, I like that Queenie fell in love with his mind. Uh, and Knowing uh, everything that he's thinking, you know. Yes, yes. And I mean, for Queenie, like she would have seen so many men and knew exactly what they were thinking, right? And right. how Jacob, he's pretending at the beginning when he's like, oh, I'm the only one like me, right? That's him pretending. Uh, yeah. Like, talking himself up and by the end he's like no i'm nobody and she's like no there is no one else like you and she knows that because she's seen into everyone's minds and i'm just like oh my heart that was sweet and the ending just broke my heart um i'm really hopeful they're doing something with that we'll i hope see. he's gonna be in the next movie yeah like let newt and jacob's friendship break down barriers in america yes please <laughs> uh well, okay so let me actually let me pull this back my criticism is actually with the, so going back to the large, um, to the disparity in power, like how much more powerful wizards seem in this than they should be. Yes. The, the fact that they could just wipe the minds of the entire city seems silly. Like, yeah. I mean, they why had would they to ever use... worry about keeping any secrets then? You they, know? They, they had to use that thing, the stuff Newt had, right? Which he had because right. he had the animals. But... The modern Harry Potter stories take place how many years afterwards? Like, right. they would they know would how know to that. do this. Yeah. So this is a... They could wipe that, the whole city of London's mind after Voldemort attacked it. Yeah, like, like they could do Just make it rain so constantly at the, at the, the uh, Quidditch, World, Quidditch World Cup, and then you don't even have to worry. Yeah. Right. So, so that doesn't work in my head at all like i can't make it work in my head i kind of thought um, this was going to be like this is the exposure of magic in america and magic in britain are going to be fundamentally different in that in america everyone knows magic is real after this 
Because we never really saw America in Harry Potter, so it could be completely different. So here's the question. Is this our world or not? Right? Because they can't do that if this is our world and all of this has happen- been happening in parallel to us. Well, I don't right? think it is our world, but... Yeah. I mean, I, I, like, I, I think I, it's I, supposed I, to be an alternate reality of our world, but... Yeah, I mean, that's a valid question. Because if it's operating under the assumption that it's basically just our world and this stuff is always in secret, then they have to make, they have to make it mesh with that. Um, yeah, but New which Yorkers case... are weird anyway, so... <laughs> right? Like, that's yeah. what the rest of the country would think. If New York came out and said, magic is real, the rest of the country would be like... New well, York right, City. but I mean, we can look in the history books and see that that never... Like, that we don't... As far as we're aware, that's not the case. Which is actually one of the things I was... Because uh, I've always wondered that about the Harry Potter thing um in general is like is this supposed to be our world or not i kind of buy that it is but then and so i was like "Ooh, did the salem whatever thing like actually like was it a significant organization in our history and then by the end i was like oh it was so small that there could just be no history about it hey but you Um, know what is real the zoo uh having a break-in that year really new york new york i'm pretty sure that's real um uh i would have to google it um but I'm pretty sure the animals did escape. Uh, well, that was really cool. So, um, I mean, I could yeah. be lying and that could be false, but I thought something like that actually happened. I mean, hey, that like I, I feel like that would be lend credence to the fact that this is our world <laughs> that all this happened in. And so these are historical events that happened that we're just not aware of. Oh, no, I uh, just Googled it and I think it was 1874. That, oh, that happened so, but there was a time mind. when that happened uh that people oh maybe it was a hoax whatever i don't know but people thought a lot of animals escaped Ooh, ooh so i really 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 loved the um magical hippo rhino thing that tried that wanted to mate with the zoo <laughs> yes. like it's like finds what's the closest approximation of it and it's uh, was it going after that a hippo? poor other hippo <laughs> yes yeah. oh poor thing and then jacob <laughs> oh jacob um but yeah no i uh, going back to your point that i kind of took us off of jacob is a delight um he was just so much fun to have uh and um what's her name again um the girl queenie or queenie. tina queenie uh queenie was probably my favorite character in the in the movie um she was just so much i don't know i just she was so entertaining just straight out entertaining and, and on top of the ball too like because you meet her and she's kind of a ditz but not really because she can read people's minds and when the situation comes up, like, you know, and she has to, she knows that her sister and uh, is in trouble, she comes to the rescue, right? Yeah. Like, or at least starts to. And that's like, she knows what to do. Like, she can act in action. She can deceive people and take action. And she's, she's great. Like, she is empowered on her own. Because some people might object, I think, to the, the objection I can see to Queenie falling for Jacob is it's like a wish fulfillment for oh, mediocre men yeah. kind of thing. But at the same time, it's like, well, he's actually pretty great, and she is totally empowered, too, in a lot of ways. So it's not a... He's not deceiving her. Yeah, he's not deceiving her. Yeah, there is wish fulfillment there, but at the same time, like, she's not really belittled in any way. And the people we see thrown to her as options, she rejects, like, rightfully, you know? So it's not like she just takes whatever she can get or anything like that. Something uh, I thought was interesting about society as shown in this movie is that all other equality seems to exist in American magic society, except for between 
muggle and non-muggle. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought that was weird. Um, I'm not sure that would be true. Um, I feel like it almost definitely would not be true. (laughs) uh, I I find it hard to believe we would have a black president in 1926, let alone a black female president. A black female president. Yes. When I, you know, it's just like... Were maybe they didn't just throw out the way the constitution in maybe. the south like were there no wizards in the south uh were there no wizards who owned slaves like wizards own house elves like but even if they didn't have the south even in, in just the non-slave owning northeast i still feel like that wouldn't happen agreed you know like that's just way way too far it's like hey maybe they don't have votes <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe they maybe they're uh they did maybe it's all the most so- powerful Exactly. Like, they're just so object to the Constitution that they didn't take any of it, and they don't even have democracy in the wizarding world. Like, maybe. I mean, it would be I, really shocking for, like, Tina to work in 1926, let alone, you know, a president who's a woman. Right. Uh, and no wonder they, they shoved her out of the Auror field. Like, they wouldn't let women be cops. Like, are you kidding me? Right. We just got women into the military. Like, it, I, I've, I've just baffled. And, you know, maybe that shows an optimism about wizards or something, or because they all get to hate muggles, they just are like, because we have magic, we're all equal, which is but possible. Then, no, I don't think so, though, because then they the would entire have to be premise... completely separate from the rest of society. But then it doesn't make sense, because then the entire premise of, the, of magic users being so isolated from the United States has nothing to stand on. Because, like, well, what baseline would you have? To imply that the United States would then be more segregated if it's not like if their wizarding world isn't going to be segregated at all. Like it, it's not a because if their wizarding world wasn't going to be segregated at all in any other way, I don't buy that they would then segregate from non wizards, right? Like you know, it, it just doesn't really follow. Baffling? Why do wizards even live in America? Uh, because they're naturally occurring. Right. But if you're going to be that segregated, wouldn't you have like your own state and run it? Wouldn't you have kicked everyone out of Montana? claimed montana for wizard kind and every time a new wizard appeared in america you'd whisk him away to montana why I, even bother i feel with like the that's logistically difficult like it's and i feel like logistically then... difficult if if this woman who's president of the united states i mean you have these all magic families marrying other all magic families they're not interacting with muggles they look down on muggles like wouldn't they be more actually segregated wouldn't they be physically segregated well, keep in mind, they do also have this, that international government thing, right? Like, they have all those people from all over um, in the thing. So, the, it sure, does seem like... Sure, there's the UN. Right. Well, not they yet. They call it that, but yeah. The precursor <laughs> but, uh, to the UN. But, uh, but they still have, even then, um, in the movie, like, they even mentioned multiple times where, like, the United States would be in violation of such and such international law by, by everybody in New York knowing about things. So, it seems like they're bound by they that, too. doesn't mean they can't all too. move to Montana. But it does mean that they wouldn't be able to, like, I guess they could just magically ward it so nobody wants to live there, but then, right. like... Right, there's only, like, five it... people living in Montana anyway. Sorry, Montana <laughs> Well, but listeners. then, uh, wouldn't it be obvious then, though, like, to, to muggles, like, nobody lives in Montana. Like, literally no one lives in Montana, I you mean, know? they would think people live in Montana, they would just think they're farmers, when in reality, they're these crazy magic users. I don't know, it, it feels like a bit much. I, I feel like... Montana do. I feel like them being distributed makes a lot of sense. And, but I'm and just saying, you and in I that case... Let's say the president of the United States and Graves are walking down the street together. There are places in America they couldn't even eat together. 
Do they have oh, to yeah, eat at absolutely. magical establishments? Like, how does this how does this logistically work? And in America, where segregation is still in force, can they never be seen together outside of the wizarding buildings? Well, right. And so what I what I mean is, and in that case, is like less. It's less of an objection of why don't they all go to Montana and more of an objection of, wait, why are they so non-segregated in the magical world? Because that just doesn't make sense. Like, I I think that's the objection rather than, you know, because, again, if that were the case, if they were so far along where they weren't segregated, they would be able to have the kind of pull that they would want to to make the muggle world like that, too, or excuse me, the nomad world like that, too. Uh, Also, I totally like that they have separate word for muggle. Like that they use nomadge because that's totally a thing that Americans and Brits would do differently. Yeah, because we, we we do things like that <laughs> differently all the time. I mean, I wear pants, not slacks. I guess I wear. Well, pants see, and this slacks. is why I also did not <laughs> buy when they called Tina and Graves Aurors. I was like, no, that's not an America word. Like we, they call their cops bobbies in Britain. Bobbies. Yeah, like why don't we have a different word? Right. We we would have a different word. We just would. It's <laughs> yeah, because um, I was like, "Aura" is a very not American word. Like, it's hard for me to even say, you know, "Aura." Right, because we pronounce ours more hard than they do. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. pronounce ours much harder than than Brits do, which makes it more difficult for us to say than it is for them. Right? Yeah. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. Very weird. Um. But still, in general. I mean, I appreciate that their magical world is less segregated. It just doesn't necessarily make sense. Uh, what, what else? What other good things do we have? Um, well, I, like I said before, I love Graves as a bad guy, as a mm-hmm. possible not bad guy. Because at the beginning, I was like, maybe the trailers just framed him wrong. Like, I was really like, maybe he's just an antagonist because he's the government man, right? Uh, yeah. And not like a bad guy, but no, he's a bad guy. But I loved him. I like he did his actions were job. totally sensible. Like, yeah, he made sense as a character. Like, no one would look at him and be like, "That is Grindelwald," because none of his actions were anything that any less than what a cop would be doing. Right? Even right. having credence as like his little uh, informant was a total cop thing to be doing. Right. Right. So, if anything, those actions sell me quite a bit on Grindelwald's comp. Grendelwald's competence because like hey if you can operate like this then you kind of know what you're doing you know yeah but obviously um, when he gave credence the uh deathly hollows symbol i knew it was yeah. grindelwald <laughs> yeah 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 I was, or not that he was grindelwald but that he was at least a uh a servant of or something yeah a follower a fan of grindelwald yeah i i liked that review or reveal i don't know why i said review that reveal multiple people in the theater gasped at the at the Deathly Hallows. So not in my um, theater, and I think it's because it was so underdone, right? You had to recognize it because he just kind of handed him a thing, and it wasn't the center of the screen. They didn't zoom in on it. It was just kind of like have this thing. Like my parents aren't going to recognize the Deathly Hallows symbol unless you're like, "Hey, is this from Harry <laughs> Potter?" And then they'd be like, "Oh yeah, I think that's from Harry Potter." So I have, I have uh, tumblers like whiskey tumblers that have the deathly hallows in the bottom so. <laughs> you would you would yes i bought them in harry potter world in january <laughs> so yeah i i uh, would have something like that too if i glasses but i don't i use mugs for everything seriously we have so many mugs it's insane <laughs> i have a lot of disney mugs but no harry potter mugs yet i'll correct that next time i go um 
Yeah, I, I mean, I liked the way that the magical world was interleaved with the muggle world. Um, so, like, when they go into the... Uh, when Newt is taken in by Tina? Tina. Tina. When Tina takes Newt in, uh, the way that they did the reveal where it's like you see the muggles walking in and out of the building, and then she, like, waves the wand at the door, and then you see them walk through the door from a different camera angle and it's completely yeah. different. I really liked that a lot. Uh, I think I thought it was really well done. I liked how different the, what did they call the building that, that they went to? I have I don't no remember. idea. The, did they just call it the magical Congress building? I, I don't know. I don't know, but, but that building, I liked how that looked. I liked how they had the, the kind of the alert level dial thing yeah. um, floating in the air. Just, the way magical stuff looked in it was great, and it felt, yeah, this is totally early 1900s New York. I like that they had also rats magical. going through tubes instead of owls. Uh, yeah. Because I also feel like those tubes are very of that time, right? Instead, they'd be like suction tubes like you have at the bank, right? Pneumatic tubes, uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that makes a lot more sense to me than owls or even the paper airplanes, right, in the Ministry of Magic that just, like, hover in the in the uh, elevator with you. I always thought that was kind of inefficient. So it would be Americans who are like, no, they have their own tube system. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, it's not like you could do bald eagles instead. So <laughs> bald eagles. That's a great idea. I don't oh, think they man. have enough bald eagles though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you have plenty of rats in New York city. So, that's true. That's true. Um, and Hey, we know from Hogwarts or from Harry Potter that you're allowed to have rats as magical pets. So clearly yeah, there but is they weren't some real rats, right? They were, they were paper rats like the paper. That's airplane. true. So they were the notes being, uh, yeah. Um, but, but maybe you would like let them be like rats. I, I don't know. Anyways, I, okay. I, I also, you're going to kill someone, right? Yeah. Uh, why don't you just evade a cadaver them? Why why have this elaborate like low, like I didn't think Avada Kedavra hurt because it's like an instantaneous death, right? Well, that takes place that takes you to a criticism of the original series in the first place. It's like Avada Kedavra is really not as bad as a whole lot of other things that people do. Um, right. So it's weird that you only have those three the three I mean, and it's bad, like don't get me wrong, if you're gonna have a forbidden, you know, spells, I agree having the one that kills people right away is bad. But like there are a lot of other terrible spells. Why are they not forbidden too? I'm just you saying, know? you know, you know, Newt and uh, Tina would be dead if those technicians had just Avada Kedavra'd them. Yeah, and do we know if uh, Avada Kedavra, the Imperius Curse, and the Cruciatus Curse were already like? Do we have any background as far as how long ago they were made forbidden curses? No. Because so. what if what if they weren't forbidden yet at this point? Too? Maybe they weren't that discovered. Be... Well, I mean, if they weren't no? forbidden, they'd definitely be used by the government. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> right. So I'm just like, if, if you were going to kill someone, if, if, if due process had happened and the jury had decided Newt must die, uh, I, I feel like Avada Kedavra would just be the easiest way to do it rather than have this like pool you maintain. I yeah, think. I mean, in the United States, we still have the death penalty. Right. And we do all kinds of things that are, yeah, kind of gruesome. But maybe Avada Kedavra hasn't been discovered yet, right? I'm sure there are new spells that get discovered all the time. So... Uh, there's reasons. I'm just like, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, yes. Let's see. What else? 
So how did you feel about Jacob having to be memory erased? I didn't like it. Um, I think it fits with America in the time, like in the context America. of how they've described it of the time. Like, sorry, in the magical world with the clear delineation, like wow, every single time somebody finds out that he's a nomad, they're like, what? Yeah. You know, like, so it makes sense in that context where they couldn't give him a pass, but I really didn't like it. And I really, 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 really want to see him around again. I really want them to restore his memories, not just see him around, but restored. Um, and I feel like that's probably going to play some kind of storyline. So I was wondering, and you know, I haven't read everything that's on uh, Pottermore, but I thought in the founding of Pottermore documents, one of the founders of Pottermore was a nomad. So, and you've read more Pottermore than I have, I think, Michael. So maybe you yeah. know, at what point did nomads become so segregated from the rest of society? There was something that happened. Um, there was like a historical event that happened that made American wizards decide we need to not like not reveal ourselves i can't remember what it was so I, what I, I, happens when you have a non-magic when you have a squib that's a good question um that's a i have no idea like are they ejected from the family maybe do I they mean, have I, to marry a wizard and you just pretend like they're a wizard they just can't do spells but they're culturally a wizard right <laughs> yeah uh, that's a that's a weird thing there is the uh because because there is a specifically a page or like a series of things on the history of magic in north america um yeah, yeah i didn't read I, too much uh, of it because it just made me angry i read it all and i've forgotten it since then so <laughs> um yeah i, you know I, I don't america remember. would not have one wizarding school no, I th so th the way that they had that start off was they get started with one. I don't know if they only have one. Do they? I don't even think it would have started with only one. Cause, well, uh, the idea was they didn't even have wands in North America. Like, this yeah, was basically the person who brought a wand. The British in America. So all of Europe had wands. So what I'm saying is Spain would have established a school in uh, Spanish America. France would have established a school in French America. And Britain would have established a school in British America. Well, but that's implying that wizards left in the first place, and maybe they didn't, right? Like, because I think the idea is that... Why would they leave? Why would they? Because why everyone just... likes freedom. <laughs> no, because everyone likes money. That's why everyone came to the new world. And likes change. Not everyone is the Malfoy family, right? Some people yeah. are poor, down on their luck. Uh, the family Voldemort came from. I, yeah, I guess it does feel like it's... Uh... A little, it's a little weird to think that hey, wands didn't make their way over before then, although it was a long time ago. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, fantastic. What else we got? Um. I don't know. It is a good, like I was happy with it. I I think in general I'm excited to see where the rest goes. I I have heard many people criticize the movie uh and then kind of be like you know what it was just trying so hard to create a new tentpole series that it didn't hold up as its own movie and it's I like well it was you know so much fun like, but i thought it was a blast to watch yeah like i had so much fun it was really it felt magical you know it really like in the best ways it felt magical to me i mean um, is it a money grab maybe but some of the best movies are money grabs <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> I know? agree. Like, just because... I mean, I sure am happy that they're making Star Wars Rogue One. I <laughs> and... sure am happy that Marvel keeps making movies at all. You know? Like, obviously, we don't have a Marvel problem. Crucial. Uh, no. But, uh, you know, just because it's a money grab doesn't mean it's bad. And uh, it... It, it was so exciting. Like, I have my criticisms. Obviously, we spent, like, a majority of this podcast on things I hate. But, like, in the moment, I, and I, I'm going to buy this movie. I'm going to rewatch oh, this will. movie. You know, I, I love this movie. It's great. Is it, is it the original Harry Potter? No, but. But then again, neither were the movies, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, uh, I, I think that's a big thing is, like, the Harry Potter movies I'm not sure that this is worse than the Harry Potter movies. Oh, you know? it's definitely not. I hate some Harry Potter movies. I So I don't hate any of the Harry Potter movies. Like, I like them all for what they are, but they're three. substantially worse than the books. The books. Like, they're, yeah. you know, they don't hold up as their own items nearly as well, and I would say that this is uh, this is better than some of the Harry Potter movies. So. I would agree. And this, there's no book to compare it against, so this is the canon. And we're not sitting here being like, right, Newt should have blue eyes or whatever I don't yeah know. we're not arguing uh, over whether they are not aside from i guess uh what's his name um shoot grindelwald. johnny depp grindelwald we don't know anything about the other characters I'm like all right that's who the character is cool got it <laughs> you know like all the characters seem to fit their character because this is what we were introduced to them as and uh and they were consistent internally to the movie right which is so, t- something to be complimented for and so. like you i think the acting was great i also think the cinematography was great it was beautiful. Just Oh, speaking beautiful. of which, so that that's the point I wanted to get to about the this whole idea that the muggles' minds all had to be erased. Uh, where I really thought the movie was going, though, was there's that ending scene, right, where they're, like, protecting the subway. Not to protect the subway, but to keep the Obscurious from getting out. Yeah. And I, like, there were a couple of scenes, right, where there were cops, like, in lines, like, trying to, like, stop, you know, this thing from coming. And... I was just expecting at some point, like, the wizards to, like, step in front of the muggles and, like, protect them from this thing. And it'd be, like, this beautiful moment of, like, the muggles were afraid of the wizards, but then the wizards protected them, you know? And that this was going to be, like, a new era of wizard-muggle relations in America. But obviously that's but not I where f- it went. I feel like if there's going to be a new era, it has to come at the end of the series. Probably. <laughs> but it could have been um, the start, You know, maybe right? post-World they War II. They still could have erased everyone's memories. Uh, but, uh, the, the wizards would remember, right? Protecting the muggles and that we put ourselves on the line for them because this is important and not, we're just putting, we're doing this to cover our butts. Right. Right. Which is, it kind kind of came across more as covering butts at it. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the thing is like, I, I feel like we are supposed to not think highly of the wizarding world right now. Right. It is 1926. Exactly. Like we are, Newt is better than the rest of them right he just is and i think that's uh and they will hopefully learn from him oh, not it's hopefully. not just we new, know they will. right like Queenie no no it's not just that him. way too and uh you know Tina they are better than the establishment the rules but she also doesn't want to obliviate jacob right so right uh they're not the establishment though right it, they're it, individual people what i mean is though like newt is i mean he's the one propelling the story forward and then the establishment is like we are meant to side with him and maybe even the muggles over the wizard establishment versus in the modern Harry Potter stories. That's not how we feel, you know, right. necessarily. So, um, 
and then and hopefully that'll change by the end of end of things because it feels like yeah this is setting up for a storyline where we learn a lot about because of the conflict with Grindelwald and America will change so um, because it did change historically uh, yeah I all in all I mean again pretty satisfied I went in not knowing what to expect I got out with something I was pretty happy with. So, Newt Scamander, Hufflepuff. Add that to your uh, uh, list of proud Hufflepuff. Yep, it's true. I do love <laughs> me some Hufflepuffs. <laughs> it's so true. It's like all the characters I like most are always Hufflepuffs. Yeah. Which ties into other series, too. <laughs> um, it's true. Man. It's because you're a Hufflepuff. It's true. I am. I, uh, and, and it's funny, too, because I've been finding myself, and I think you and I have talked about that, I, I find myself getting more and more critical of fictional characters and less and less critical of real people, because <laughs> it's like, that's where my critique just go, goes to. And, uh, and it's like more and more, the people who I just am totally cool with are the, the super Hufflepuffy people. I'm like, you know what? That's a good person. Okay. <laughs> and everybody else, I'm like, you should know better. <laughs> uh. Uh, um yeah so uh are we shipping people from this uh i mean obviously queenie and jacob yes how do we feel about tina and uh and newt and i the didn't awkward... like it i didn't like it at all uh I, in fact i think after the movie i like turned to my husband and was like i don't like it <laughs> uh it, it just kind of felt like oh there's a guy there's a girl obviously they must fall in love uh when i felt like tina spent most of the movie exasperated with newt and uh, while she could learn to be his friend at the end, which I felt like would be a good arc, and I'm glad they're friends by the end, I felt romance was a step too far. So are you glad they didn't kiss then? I'm very glad they didn't kiss. <laughs> but they definitely seemed like they were kind of pushing towards the, oh, now they love each other, you know, but it's all shy and awkward because it's 1926. There was no joke. A person, uh, a girl, three seats to my left, who I do not know, uh, in the theater, and she was like, kiss her and then he, he didn't he kept walking he's like what are you doing no turn back what are you doing no like like she was like talking out loud and 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 she wasn't like super loud i think she was like kind of saying it so her friends next to her could hear it but i was close enough where i could too and i was like trying not to laugh um yeah so did you want him to kiss her i was torn um i like those scenes in movies so i like that but at the same time, I was like, look, we already have one pairing. We don't need right. two. And if I'm going to pick one, I'm going to pick the one that we got. So right. I feel like Jacob and Queenie was developed. It made sense. Like she, they worked together a short time, but because she could see inside of his mind. And, you know, was he really in love with her or in love with her because she was beautiful or magic? We could discuss, right? But, you know, Tina and Newt, I'm just like, I felt like she viewed him as an exasperating little brother for the whole movie. And, like, going from exasperating little brother to, like, I wish you would kiss me is uh, a large step. <laughs> and I'm not saying so, she can't admire and respect him by the end of the movie, but I think that's yeah. enough of an arc. It's enough of an arc to go from exasperating little brother to admiration and respect. You yeah. don't Which have isn't to, to say that you couldn't then continue that arc and turn it into romance later in with an another movie. movie or two. Yeah. You know. Um, but I, I don't object to it. But I don't think it's necessary either. Whereas I definitely did, like, Jacob and Queenie was a, that was a big deal. And I'm glad they did what they did with it. 
Um, and I really, 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 really want Jacob to be back. Um, and hopefully I think he, he will. will be. He was too big in this movie to not be back, right? He was too big and just too lovable. Yeah. Like, yeah. And plus he's got his bakery shop now. So, you know, he needs adventures. Yeah, and, and you have the, the, you know, at the end, you have the stuff where he has his bakery shop and you have his weird memories. Like, clearly yeah. he has some inkling of it. Right? And Queenie is there, so clearly she's not going to let him go. Right. So she will fight for it. I want her to arises. start working at his bakery. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be really, really amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, was there, I forget. In this, was there oh, a scene post-credits? Oh, go ahead. I, I really thought that, uh, speaking of shipping, this isn't really a shipping, but I thought Graves was going to be Credence's father. I did too. I totally thought that was the case, and then it wasn't. Um, I thought that's why he was, like, you know, talking to him so much, and, like, why he thought he was a squib, right? Because, and why he had magic. Uh, I I really thought Graves was Credence's father. But, of course, since Graves is not Graves, (laughs) Uh, which I assume there was a real Graves at some point. That might explain what we were getting at before with what they do with squibs is they very well may take the squibs away or abandon them because they don't, you know, and then just like wipe their memories of it. Well, right? that's kind so of what he, I was thinking. But then when he wasn't his kid, I was like, well, but who knows? But, but then because if they do that, though, then they might have records in their in their yeah, government thing, which might be how he found it. Someone's a squib till they're like 10. Could you really abandon a 10 year old? I'm, like I mean, if, I'm sure people do that. I mean, I'm just saying, like, if you were oh, raising to build that into their society as the rule, right? Like, you loved this kid. You loved this kid. Yeah, You're it would take messed up people. Then to do the that. government comes to you and says, "I'm sorry, they're not a wizard. We have to take them away." Yeah, that wouldn't fly <laughs> as a system. Like, it might happen on individual cases, but uh, which it might be what happened here, but not a, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. And I would bet they have a registry of squibs. Sure. You know, so which might be how he found him. In the first place. Um, yeah. That's rough. Uh, did they have a post credit sequence in this movie? I forget. If they did, we didn't stay to the end. I don't remember. We left I know during I the credits. I know I stayed, but um, I don't remember. Yeah. Whatever the, the thing is. Um, I feel like there definitely was, but I don't remember. There's never been one in a Harry Potter movie. And there's nothing in the IMDb description that has anything after Queenie being in the shop. So. Hmm. Or Wikipedia. Whatever website. So I don't think there was. But if there was, someone could correct us. And let us know what it was. I didn't watch it, so I'd like to know what it was. If there was one. Oh, Google says there wasn't, so we're good. Okay. All right, do you have any <laughs> other thoughts on Fantastic Beasts? And I don't. I'm just looking forward to whatever part two will be. Do you think it'll be called, like, are they just going to do part two, part three, or are they going like, to... I was tr- going to ask you that, because if it's five movies, right, and all the others were Harry Potter and, are they going to be Fantastic Beasts and when they attack New York City? Uh, Fantastic Beasts and... Well, but this is already Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which was an easy title for them to come up with because they have the book. It's called right, that, but right? I feel like that's not what the whole series is going to be about. Right. Um, so should it be Fantastic Beasts and, or should it just be completely different titles? For it could one? just be completely different titles, which would be weird, but... But not unheard sense? of. No. <laughs> um, 
there is many a fantasy series um, where that is what is done. That's true. It would just be new for Harry Potter. Right. Uh, so I'm interested to see what the second movie is going to be titled. Maybe they'll uh, just pull random other Harry Potter textbooks and call them that, even <laughs> though they have no relation at all. Quidditch <laughs> <What>? history. <laughs> that's going to be that's the pivotal book three where <laughs> where where it turns out. Uh, yeah. Oh, 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 um, that reminds me. There was a really fun, uh, fun thing where I think they talk about soccer in this, don't they? Like they I talk don't about remember. soccer. They, there's like a weird I think there's a reference to soccer and how it's blowing wizards' minds. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it, it's like on a newspaper or something. Like oh, one of the I... moving articles on the newspaper, and I was reading the article, and it's like it's like soccer, like soccer, the the wizard sport that is like that has uh, wizards b- uh, befuddled or something like that. Like <laughs> uh, because the early 1900s is when it starts to become the world sport. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, actually, for a brief window, was looking like it was going to be as dominant in the United States as it was elsewhere. Because, like, we had baseball, but that was it. Like, football was not the sport that it is now. Basketball was not the sp- didn't even exist yet. Like, basketball was created as training for football. Or, t- yeah, as training for football. So, so, like, soccer had creeped in, and, like, German immigrants were playing it, and, you know, immigrants from all over. And it was actually just, this is random, non-Harry Potter-related trivia. But it was actually just really bad privatization and management of multiple competitive soccer leagues that just killed soccer in the United States. Like, if they hadn't done it a really poor job of it business-wise, soccer would be probably the dominant sport here as well, the way that it is elsewhere. Interesting. Um, So it makes total sense from a history perspective, because soccer was the sport that was rising worldwide, including in the United States at the time, um, because we just didn't have real organized sports aside from baseball. Um, so neat thing to to have and that just caught my eye and um and i really liked the dumbledore uh reference as well the, it, the dumbledore mate reference makes a lot more sense in retrospect knowing graves is grindelwald right yeah right because otherwise it's like why would this american wizard know who dumbledore is if dumbledore is just a professor at hogwarts right right uh but since he's grindelwald he's like why does albus dumbledore care about you like that means something to grindelwald yeah, because Dumbledore is basically like an ex, right, or right. at least an ex best friend. <laughs> so right. they are like, two people who clearly disagreed on something, like who are in each other's lives and heavily involved in each other's lives. So yeah, right. Uh, yeah. So uh, I like that. Like when they first made it, I was like, "That's a really weird and really strong reference that they just made." And then afterwards, like, "Oh, okay, makes that makes more sense." Yeah, I was just kind of uh-huh. like, "Ah, oh, that's kind of British centric to think that the police chief." Uh, i also liked the argument about the schools oh yes (laughs) it's like ilvermorny only the best uh wizarding school in the world uh i think you mean hogwarts (laughs) hogwash (laughs) (laughs) more Uh, like hogwash yeah and it's great too because he didn't even finish hogwarts right yeah yeah (laughs) but he still has that pride (laughs) everyone we know expelled from hogwarts uh (laughs) because of creatures it's Voldemort true. can graduate, but you know, you get a dragon and suddenly they're expelling you. Yeah. Although uh we also have the Weasleys. Who uh I guess they didn't really expel so much as they, they quit. They quit. That's different. They and you know, technically uh the that was a weird year for Hogwarts anyway. Yeah. That was the uh what's her face? The pink 
I could see her. Yeah. Name. Um, yeah. you know who I'm. Yeah, I know who you mean. Oh, so all in all, fun movie. Happy with it. Yeah. Looking forward Not to much the else next to say. One. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. Well, uh, on that note, uh, you can follow our. You can check out our website at triviallycrucial.com. You can follow the podcast at trivcrucial on Twitter, and you can follow Mandy on Twitter at brown underscore aja, which is a j a h, and you can follow me on Twitter at auhim a u h i m. Uh, and we'll have another episode up soon. Bye. Bye.